Welcome to another episode of It's Just Pennies. I am your host, The Stock Whisperer. Before we get started, let me first state this. I am not a financial advisor. So if you're looking for financial advice, please contact a uh, investment professional. The information you're going to hear on this episode is just for education, educational use only. Today's episode is going to be less about a topic as we have someone, a special guest today. I'm excited and I'm honored to have today's special guest. He's a representation of believing and betting on oneself. In a world where people constantly overtrade, he's the definition of patient plays. He started and has one of the most respectable group chats today and it grew organically. He's a well-respected trader who goes under the radar impacting many people's lives. I'm appreciative to have him here today on the show. He goes by the name of Penny Stock Gurus. You're a family man and your passion keeps you very busy. But first, I just want to thank you for coming on to the podcast. Awesome. I'm, I'm truly grateful to be here and I feel like it's time. I mean, we, uh, we have a lot of inf- information to share the world and we're ready. All right. Thank you. Um, and I know we're doing this during stock market hours, so I just want to get right into it. You're a former basketball star who had you know some success, played overseas. You have a college degree. You've had a few corporate jobs. What made you get into just investing in the stock market in general? Um, you know, you read a lot of books. You hear about people being able to be successful. And I'm a firm believer of believing in yourself. So I look in the mirror like, he's human, I'm human. What am I not doing? So at that point, that's when I asked more of self. So start to put in the work, do a lot of research and Starting out, you don't want to just pay someone to just, quote unquote, put you on or enlighten you. So you do a lot of trial and error through YouTube, Google, and kind of start to slowly find your niche. Okay. How long have you been doing this? Uh, this would be my ninth year, eighth, ninth year. So with the stock market, I know the most common stops are, the, you know, the blue chips, the NASDAQ. But from following you on your, your Twitter sites, it looks like you focus a lot on the OTC markets. Let me ask you this. Despite its reputation and how critics are, what makes OTC markets appealing to you? I love it. Uh, the rate of return, uh, that's for me, is extremely important. Um, how, how long it is going to take me to just at least see my money 100% profit. And that's really kind of where you start. And with the OTC world, you get a lot of startup companies that are moving into hot sectors and you kind of play accordingly as far as different re- due diligence. Nice. Uh, that's a that's a very good point of view. Let me ask you this as well. Are you a full-time trader? Yes, most definitely. Okay, so when I say full-time, I know some work and, you know, some just don't sleep. They work and do it full-time. Do you work corporate at all? Not at all. I stepped away from that. So, What made you leave the corporate world and say, I'm all in just being a full-time trader. Not only that, I'm all in doing it, focusing more majority on this OTC markets. I would say just, you know, you just align your goals and you pray and you just, uh, for me, I like to be around family and friends and see us all grow and mature. And I felt like if I'm going to be given a corporate job that 120% for the rest of my life, I didn't feel as though I could spread my wings as fast as I can if I could literally move on my time to be as efficient as possible. Okay. And let me ask this as well, to follow up, to follow up with that, that mindset. Is that something as far as 
you feel like you you're able to help more people in the current role you're in and what you're pursuing other than what you would have, what you were doing corporate wise um help i would say help them in um in a sense of financially be able to grow their portfolio from just some you know some information that's been uh, that i've applied over the years and that's i just feel as though hey it may be able to help them a lot faster than sitting money into a blue chip stock where, you know, you, you do what you feel is best. And I, I feel like I found my niche and I've been able to put in the work. Great response. Great response. When you say you're helping, I know we don't, even on this podcast, I make it clear, you're, we're not giving financial advice. How are you helping people? I would say uh, the group chat we, uh, we have in place, uh, Twitter, Last year when I uh, left my corporate job, I opened up Twitter and just over the years I got to study and I would really get to see how people were able to use Twitter to help or also hurt people. So I wanted to just use Twitter to just explain my process. And over a couple months, I got to really see how from the feedback I was getting from people able to become financially free. I mean, the messages, those are priceless, I mean. We don't we don't know those people and to be able to reach out and help them financially just through explaining your journey. For me, that was way more than I, I would have thought. And now we got the Twitter almost at 18,000 followers. So, I mean, the proof I feel like it's in the pudding as far as if you're going to put in some work and then the results are going to show. And with that group chat, I, I joined it and I, I'm very amazed at the quality of people who are in that group chat and how they share the information, not just throw out tickers. But I also noticed probably a couple months ago, you started a new group chat where you focus more on the mental side of that. What made you do that? Uh, so those th that, that group was just specifically I wanted to use as kind of a steroid shot to kind of one-on-one -on -one interact, like to explain my mental process, my research, and kind of go from there because we do have the group chat and you know everybody has been doing a phenomenal job on helping it grow we're almost at what four thousand members in less than a year so i i try not to use the group chat to only flood my information i want that to be a platform always where it's a huge steady room where good investors can come and share due diligence and provide timely information because people all over the world are investing so i know it's way bigger than just us so with that alert, that group specifically where I'm just put providing information, I know where I can have the floor there and people can know, hey, they can stay here and find value or they cannot. I mean, we're going to be fine regardless. I know on my end, I'm very appreciative that you started that group chat because there's times where you, I might make a trade and I'm like, ah, I'm second guessing myself. And then I go back and read one of your quotes that you might be sharing from some of the people who've been in a, in, influential in your life. So I just want to say say thank you to that. And before we, we turn the conversation to focus more about your process, let, let me ask you this. If you can give advice to someone who's just started, don't know where to start, have never done anything in the stock market, especially the OTC, what would it be? I would definitely say uh, start with our group chat, our Twitter. We have the YouTube links as well where we explain certain platforms, how I set my scanners up. Um, I will always be a firm believer, do not copy anyone verbatimly. Find your niche and what works for you, but 
always be receptive to information because you don't know what might really stick for you to help you because we're always constantly tailoring our processes. So I would definitely say take advantage of what, what we have out there and then also go see what else is out there. Don't take that as face value. And what about someone who's working corporate? Because, you know, there's some people who just enjoy what they're doing. Once you tap into the stock market, which there's nothing wrong with the corporate world. What would be your advice to them as far as maybe they haven't obtained that level of success to say, hey, this stock market's for me. What would be your advice to them? Um, I would definitely say um, they even have ways you can do paper trading. I, I will say over time, you we got to really see that the information that's available is very useful. So I say that in the aspect of, of course, don't give up, but don't give up in it per se, but just we the, the reason we do this is not for day traders. I'll be honest. We have different groups, but I, I do this for the person at work. I do this for the person that can't look at the stocks all day. So I'm going to look at it all day mm -hmm. and I'm going to put the research out there and I'm going to go read the financials and I'm going to go email CEOs and companies to see because I truly feel, hey, you, you start there, you can turn this into full time if you do see that value. That makes a ton of sense. And I know you've mentioned your group chats. Speaking of group chats, uh, let me ask you this as far as joining. Joining, as far as, let me ask, what is the easiest way to join the group chat? Uh, joining the group chat, we set it up where with that link, it has to be personally sent. That way it's not just throw it on a website, get a flood of a ton of different people. If we were, if we were trying to reach a certain number to outbeat someone, then maybe yes, but we're extremely focusing on quality, um, not quantity. So, so, so will we have to, would a person who's interested, who wants to get started or who's struggling, who just want some more perspectives, right? And regarding to the stocks, how would they get that link? Is it somewhere they can contact you at or follow you at? And if so, can you tell them that information? Yeah, so it'll be on the, uh, well, the link is in my bio on my Penny Stocks for Guru uh, Twitter page. So it's Penny Stocks Gurus, P-E-N-N-Y-S-T-O-K-G-U-R-U-S. And uh, that's really where you'll be able to get that link and move from there and really see if this is something you see fit for you. Okay, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And is there any way to get that, that channel, that channel that's related to the emotion side because for that one i'm i like that one a lot just from the mental side people don't realize the the mental struggles or the ups and downs one may have in the stock market it's, it's true uh, simply put uh being an investor is hell as far <laughs> as just you understand market fluctuations and you understand that literally the market the market teaches you patience pays so if someone wanted that link directly i like to personally send that to them that way they can know it's from me it's not just coming off from someone else because i'm i am genuine but as the next person i do understand the value of time as well so is would they have to send you a dm on your twitter that you gave us yes. earlier okay i i definitely try to, to to message back links to those um some messages um unfortunately i do not have the time to respond to but uh, i try my best to definitely be transparent because at, all, at, at some point, we all need some type of help. So I understand it, it's, it takes a village. Okay. Let's turn the wheel a little bit. I know we, we've talked a lot of more about, we've been focusing more about you um, and your journey to investing in the stock market. But 
let's give them some more in, insight. I want to tap into your brain. What is a day a penny stock guru's process and finding a new stock and determining if you want to put money in that stock? For me, it's going to start off with uh, I like to play hot sectors. And also, of course, we all have in some form of uh, in some form we're visionaries in the aspect of the since the market fluctuates, you got to be able to see where certain trends might be coming available in the months ahead. So you plan for now, but you also plan for the future, because if you eat only now, then three months down the road, you're looking for well, what stocks next. You're already too late. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely, um, I'm never the first to find a stock, but I, I mean, I'm going to start off with playing a, a hot sector, a good share structure, and then I want a transparent company because I'm not trying to sit money in a company that doesn't care about shareholder value. All right. And how would you able to do all this while working? And I, I, it seems like it's easier now that you're not working corporate wise. I know working, you are working all the time because you're a family man, but you were doing this while you were employed for someone. So how were you able to balance the two? Yeah, so uh, doing penny stocks part-time, I understood if I'm working 12-hour days for three years at that point, then I knew I can only peek in, but outside of 12 hours and sleep and family time, then I'm, 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 I'm locked in. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying, I'm a sponge of trying to see who else has had success and if they had, are they going to share some insight with me because I don't mind asking questions. So so you channeled that that time that you used to waste on maybe video games or just surfing through the net or seeing who's talking about what on social media. It sounds like you move you focus that more on stocks. Almost oh, definitely. You know, as as we all do, we try to balance and be as efficient as possible. That way we can be more effective. All right. Now that we found that stock, let's go we we've identified the stock. Let's go through this process. We you notice the stock it's intriguing to you. It's a hot sector. And now you're investing into it. Let me ask you this. How do you determine how long to hold a specific stock that you just invested in? Uh, for stars, I'm going to say if, if I got a great entry point, and when I say that, I like to buy at or near the bottom. Um, the share structure is good. Um, then I start to gauge their timeline. A lot of these companies, if you look through their financials or their filings, they might have shareholder updates. You can kind of see the profit, their net profit within their financials have been growing. Um, then I, I kind of gauge, hey, is this going to be a, a two-month play, a six-month, a year? Because then you start to factor in, man, if, I, if this company's putting out these type of updates and this might last longer than a year because I can see this trading much higher, then I'm looking at, okay, now I'm going to be paying less taxes on it. Okay, so we know for a fact that not all penny stocks have profit. Some start an idea. They do a merge or an acquisition. The company has not generated anything at all. You've got a good entry point on that stock. So what roles, what role or what points are you thinking about to help you decide when to sell? I'm looking at how bad do I need the money? Can I, can, if this story has gone to where I felt like it has reached its peak, can I just take this cash and go put that cash in something else that's just starting out? So I try to just, it's a bazillion different mind games and scenarios I try to play out in my head and then weigh out the top two options of, hey, if I'm up a few thousand percent, that's that's not bad. If, I, if I'm going to take out 80% of my profit, put it on the side for the next play that comes along. So it's just I'm constantly thinking of where I can put this money to make me more money or do I see that 
where I am right now, this is going to make me more money. So I'm kind of just, I'm trying to time those type of things of where can I add more value to my portfolio? Definitely makes sense. Because I know a lot of people, I can see a lot of people when they first start off, it's like, hey, the stock is going up. When do I sell? So having them understand that and helps them play a role in formulating their own process. Any other key triggers you look for when investing into a stock or selling a stock? Let, let's let's circle that comment, that question. What do you look for? Let's say a stock's already ran. And what I mean by ran is it's up 100% already. And I'm a big advocate of don't chase, but it has much more potential. I know you recommended a stock that I should look at one time, but I already had took off and ended up going to like 50 cents, which was AABB. What was a trigger for you to go ahead and put money in that after it already had moved so much? It's ironic you brought that one up because that was the first one that was tattooed on my brain. I remember we used to be back in AABB when it was under a penny. So as it grew and I got out under a penny, my, my stomach started to turn as it became more alive and I saw it hit 20, 30, 40 cents. So when it had dropped back to, I think, maybe eight to nine or 10 cent at one point, I was like, I have to take advantage of this because I didn't back then. So I could have left it alone, but it did pay out well because it went around, I think, eight to nine cent. And then when their launch came out, I think it got closer to 68 cent. So that was one where I don't usually chase or buy higher. But when I'm seeing 30 to $50 million in dollar volume and the stock is dropping, that's when I'm more like, okay, this is, I'll buy a dip. I, I would definitely always buy a dip of a good company as long as the fundamentals are still intact because I know people like to manu- manipulate and do things to stocks and people day trade and get impatient. Well, I'm playing a longer game because I understand patience pays. And speaking of patience, uh, before we get into the ticker of the day, which you might not have known, I'm going to go ahead and ask you, you for you to give me a ticker of the day. And I know uh, lunch hours is almost ending for the East Coast and as well as in, in the, the middle parts of the world. What? How do you avoid what they call FOMO, fear, fear of missing out? Um, I think the best advice I can say is never to be in a rush. Um, It's easier said than done, especially in the penny stock world. But if you want something to understand, look, most of the time these stocks are going to do it. They're going to give you another opportunity to get get in and still be a part of it. Especially I love Fridays because that's people like to just sell to sell. And that's usually where I'm sitting on the bid trying to grab more shares for, for next week. So that's what I would say. And speaking of Fridays, we're going to take a brief break to give you a few seconds to figure out what ticker you're going to give us, and then we'll be right back. And we're back. So you had a couple minutes. I know we were looking at the market. You know, Fridays is normally the dip and accumulation day. Uh, so can you go ahead and give us, to wrap this up, can you give us a ticker that's appealing to you and explain why? Now, I don't want you, I don't want it to come off or people to think you're trying to convince them to buy it for whatever reason. But I think it's more important that people understand the thought process and the key triggers of why you like this stock and what to look for. You know, maybe they think it's too high for them or maybe it's already up a certain percentage. So they're not they don't want to do it. But at least it gives them an idea of, okay, here's some things in my process I need to change or think about when looking at a stock. So can you uh, give us a ticker? 
Yeah, so a ticker for the day, I'm going to go with CBYI. That's uh, Charlie Bravo, I guess. Uh, Youth for Y. And Incomplete for I. So uh, I'm going to go with that one. Um, they just got a confirmation of reinstatement. Uh, the company went out and put it out on their Twitter. Um, and when you look at the list of why penny stocks run, bro, some of them mergers, acquisitions, name changes, reinstatement, dividend news, share buybacks, lawsuit settlements, government contracts, FDA approval, new board of directors, licenses, forward splits. So I kind of I, I try to stick to those as why and CBYI is a reinstatement play. The company's been transparent so far. They're just starting out as far as getting some information out there, and I'm, I have nothing but time. I'm patient. I got my trip to the show, so I <laughs> got my shares. And, th and that was CBYI? Okay, CBYI. I'm going to have to go ahead and do some digging and researching myself as far as that to see if that's something I can, can grab or if it's my process, you know, which your process and my process might be different. I like the fact that you also share some of the the key triggers in what makes penny stocks move. You know, we I do have a, a show or episode for next week where we talk about uh, catalysts, which break down some of those catalysts that you mentioned. So um, to end it, first let me state this. I do want to thank you for coming on to to the show. You're actually the first interview. So we're we're figuring this out as we go. But just to be able to take time out of take time out of your day to, especially during market hours, to do this interview, I, I I'm deeply appreciative of that. And I just want to say what you're doing and how you're going about doing it, it doesn't go unnoticed. You know, so many people have reached out to me and asked, like, man, you know, he does all this for free, and I'm like, yeah, he does it from the heart because you've been where some have have been. You know, whether it's like trying to figure this out or where some, and you are where some want to go, you know, not too many people can say they're not working at such a young age and financially they're in a very, very good spot. So thank you again for that. And I look forward to keeping in contact with you and wish you many more years of success and, and go ahead and kill it. Definitely. I appreciate it. You having me here, I understand time is important, so I'm not going to waste your time. And I understand this is information and the platform you're using to get information out there to the world uh, and share love. So I, I understand that you mean your platform is going to be limitless. And now that you have it, as always, if you have any questions, even tips on how to make this interviews and the podcast better, please send that to pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. Also, if you want to share topics that may not be currently on our list, uh, send that to us as well at pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. Other than that, have a good day and see you next time.